0: It's lovely. This is a very good cocktail. And what am I gonna call it? (laughs) Orangey cinnamony. Just kidding. I can just run around naked. Like if I had to run out to the car with nothing on because I forgot my outfit in there or something, nobody's gonna see me. Like I'm not worried about it. something sexy that's l-i-q-u-o-r don't get it twisted hello everyone welcome back to kitty liquor that's l-i-q-u-o-r don't get it twisted i'm your host cat wonders and this is episode one 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 that's right 111 episodes. It almost feels like it should be kind of like a milestone, but anyway, welcome. And I'm wearing something that's not Halloween related. (laughs) To be honest, I I do love dressing up, but the fact that I didn't have to like think of a costume or something crazy was relieving. (laughs) That I could just wear what I would normally wear on a regular day. And yes, I'm wearing pants. Well, it's a skirt, but, um, that's kind of a joke. I would never wear this just on a regular day, but it's a brand new sugar thrill sweater. And I will admit that this kind of like fake hair fur freaks me out, but this is actually done quite well. It's not matted and kind of the odd time I'll order something for say my Christmas high tier or something for Christmas. And it's, like a Mrs. Claus or Santa Claus outfit, and there's always fur, like white fur. Uh, I'll never forget one time I ordered, I think it was from like, excuse me, from Yandy or Amazon or something. And the, the fur was very like, it was just like this. I mean, like I said, this is better quality, but there were chunks of it that weren't actually attached. So when I was wearing it, it was like chunks of it were coming off. And then it was like spreading all over the place and I have a bit of tactile intolerance and just what some of it was like sticking to my lip gloss. And I was like, never again, never again, am I going to suffer through the fake fur of cheapness. <laughs> Cheap fake fur, um, but this is cute. And actually I don't think I own any sugar thrills with this type of, I don't know. What do you want to call it? It's like Yeti fur, it's different than the other normal sugar thrills for. Um, do you ever order things online and forget that you've ordered them or if you ordered it? <laughs> because what happens to me is I'll fill up my, sh- my shopping cart on my, one of my favorite websites, Dolls Kill, but it, the cart will disappear after a few days. So I'm like, did I order? And then I'm like, I don't think I did. and I'll start refilling my cart and then luckily I don't actually order it again because it arrives. <laughs> this was one of those items. Excusez moi, I'm a little bit flemmy. <clears throat> and I think it has to do with something that I ate. and okay, now the fur is floating around. It's gonna drive me nuts? <sighs> something that I ate. So when I got back from Spain, and I'll talk a bit about it, but I was able to eat, all the bread, all the pasta, all the pizza that I wanted over there without having like an allergic reaction because I am gluten intolerant. Uh, I haven't eaten wheat in about eight years or so. I keep going to the eight year mark, but it might be more. But I was doing some research and apparently over there you can eat all the wheat you want or people that are intolerant over here, not celiac. You still can't eat that over there if you are celiac, but if you're a bit intolerant, you can eat all the, whatever you want over there. So I thought, I gave it a little experiment. I went for tapas one night and um, one of like a traditional tapas dish over there in Barcelona anywhere, like... Just Spain in general is like a almost like a piece of fresh flat baguette with um, olive oil and tomato spread on it and it was so delicious and so fresh I'm like oh please please let me be able to eat this so I normally will know the next day because I'll get cramps and I'll start to kind of feel a bit off um nothing nothing happened I was like oh my god it's true so I just was ordering pasta and pizza like just eating really bad things but I was like I'm on vacation. Um, Before I get on too much of a tangent, I have a very special bottle of vodka. This is from Dixon's Distillery. This was gifted to me by them. They also sent me three other big bottles and a little plethora of mini bottles so I can try all of their wonderful spirits. Now, they have sent me stuff before. This is not sponsored. They have sponsored, though, an ad in a future video. <clears throat> Now's not the time for me to lose my voice. <laughs> I don't think I will. Anyway, um, and I love their stuff. They reached out to me to see if they could send me some more beautiful bottles before the holidays. Um, this is a very, 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 very good brand. So they're out of Guelph, Ontario, a Canadian brand, and I just... It's just very, very clean. Their gin, I can sip their gin. Um, I can't say enough good things, not just because they sent it to me for free, but just because um, it's something that I will reach for before other brands. So that's something to say because I do own a lot of alcohol. It sounds it sounds crazy, but and I have been gifted a lot before. Um, but Dixon's is very, very, very good. So I chose actually the other. Okay, so I chose this one, which is the um, Silver Creek Blood Orange Vodka. Um, I've also ordered their gin. They've got a new gin, um, but they did send me three other uh, special lovely spirits that I'll be sharing with you throughout this month and probably throughout December as well. Um, But this is super, super good. So one thing I really like about this, the blood orange. Smells delicious. Um, It is like sippable. But I I have like a high tolerance though for like, like I said, I can sip gin. Their gin is like very, very sippable. But this you don't need to really mix with anything. You can just kind of have a little here, there. And some people don't like to mix a cocktail. They like to just have a shot. I think it was my mom that told me that one time. She's like, sometimes you don't want a cocktail. You just want to like a little like warm up and then you just take a shot instead. And I was like, oh, I never really do that. I always mix a drink. But I'm going to taste this just on its own just to give you some notes. Now this has almost like a raspberry color to it. Mm. Sippable indeed. And very like, it does pull very orange, but I'm, to be honest, I'm not, I won't lie. I don't really know the difference in flavor between like an orange and a blood orange. Like if I was blindfolded and had to try one and then the other, I don't know if I'd be able to tell the difference, but I've had blood orange before and maybe it was in like a cocktail. (laughs) I don't remember, but I know I've had it before. Um, but this is lovely, 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 lovely. Um, okay. So I'm going to concoct oh jeez! don't call me not right now I'm going to concoct a cocktail and it's going to be fall inspired there's going to be orange and cinnamon and um cranberry and it's gonna be delicious I think <laughs> I'm just inventing it so I did look at a couple of recipes and then I thought well I have like a blood orange vodka and to me Like oranges, I to be 100% honest, I really don't eat unless it's around fall Christmas time. When the Japanese oranges come out or the Chinese Mandarin oranges come out, then I'm eating oranges. Otherwise, throughout the rest of the year, I never buy like navel oranges and cut them up and eat them. Like I just don't. So anything orange to me does lend a little fall Christmas. So that's why I was like absolutely i'm going to be using the blood orange so that's part of the reason why i chose it for this season and moving forward (laughs) into winter um okay so my idea is to use the blood orange vodka i want to do a little shake 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 with some cinnamon bitters and some orange bitters as well just to really like amp up that orange flavor orange and cinnamon together Ooh. One thing would be good, too, is like clove. I need like a clove extract because the I find I've used clove, like actual cloves when I make like a a mulled wine, but it allows it the flavor to like kind of infuse or fuse in there Infuse into the because you let it sit on the stove for a long time. But because we're making like a quick cocktail, I don't like to use powdered clove. It just doesn't do the same thing. It kind of floats and So we're not going to use clove, but I was like, "Mm, that would actually work, but I would need like a clove oil or like an extract or something. Alrighty. So I found the rest of my gorgeous. I had this part, but not this part. And this part I found in a random cupboard in my house and I don't know why it was there, but anyway, so we are going to mix the cocktail. And then at the very end, I'm going to add some of this cranberry ginger ale. Look how cute. Do I look massive (laughs) next to this mini can? Um, So we're going to just create a lovely cocktail in this glass. I've also got a cinnamon stick just for, you know, why not? And then I'm also going to throw in, of course, a slice of orange. But you know what's funny is that these lemon slices kind of look more like blood oranges than these do. But we're going to stick with the orange. I could have tricked you and said, I have some dried blood oranges. No, you would have probably noticed they were lemons. Um, so one of these as well. And, uh, let's just experiment, have some fun, make a cocktail and get wit. Wh- just joking. We're, we're going to stay civil. Um, I think <laughs> civil. When have I ever been civil? Um, okay. I'll do it. You know, I do every time. <whistles> wonder if I can make a song. No. That was supposed to be Jingle Bells. Did you <laughs> could you tell? Um, Alright, so I'm thinking that I'm going to do two ounces of the Dixon Silver Creek Blood Orange Vodka and add my bitters and then do a little shake shake because I can't add this before I shake it because it's carbonated. So then I'll add that after and uh, let's just go for it. So... 45 mils and 30 mils. What? I still don't know. What is one shot? I did look it up before, but I forgot. What constitutes how many milliliters is in one shot? Not a newfie shot either. You know the newfies shots are, newbie shop, shots are doubles. So I think we're gonna use the 45 mils. So right to the top is one shot. Why do I feel like every time I've been to the bar, maybe I get this much? Like when they when they fill like the shot glasses, the little plastic ones, there's no way there's this much in there. Those, what a rip off, but it could be true. Um, actually, let me add the ice first. I definitely keeping the ice in this Yeti, like coffee cup or whatever is, where, is the way to go. Ro-ze-hen. Fro-ze-hen. Alright. I guess we're ta- putting two of these suckers in here. Oh! Yes! Dixons, you did it right! <laughs> There's a few different bottles uh, that I have that will not accommodate one of my little pouring spouts. These make such a difference, I'm telling you when it comes to measuring, pouring, cleanliness, because a lot of times bottles have like a rounded lip, which means they drip down the bottle and I just hate that. So we're gonna give her here. (sighs) One. Oops, hold on. My gasket has been there we go. Two shots of Dixon's blood orange vodka. Very exciting. <laughs> I need like a little special spot here for my feature cocktail. I wonder if you could see it like. I'm just gonna keep it. Where should I keep it? And of course, I'm going to link um, the website, the Dixon's website. Can you still see the. You need to see? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I could put it on something. Um, I'm going to link them down below in the description box uh, Just so that you can find them and order their stuff. You can buy everything online um, and Enjoy it on your own and you're gonna want to after this cocktail. I hope okay so now we're gonna add some cinnamon bitters and some orange bitters oh yeah one thing that i was gonna add which actually i don't think i will need to is some simple syrup so if you want it a bit sweeter you can add some simple syrup too but because there's enough sugar in here i think that'll be just fine my friends arrive early um my uh sd card filled up you can probably hear their music outside Little country music loving hose. <laughs> JK, anyway, um, okay, so I was talking about how this there's enough sugar in here, but if you want a really, really sweet cocktail, then add some simple syrup or I shouldn't say really, really sweet, but just sweeter cocktail. Um, okay, so I'm going to add some cinnamon bitters. Now, this is kind of funny because these, this tastes quite watery to me. Last time I used quite a bit of this. I'm going to do two squirty squirts of cinnamon bitters. These are the dash fire bitters. I got them from uh, Cocktail Emporium. And then I'm gonna add some orange bitters. Now I've used these before. They almost have like a, (laughs) I hate to say this, but like a meaty smell to them. (laughs) It doesn't smell like like orange extract or something. It smells kind of like meaty oranges. That sounds really strange, but it's true. One, two, three, four, five. I'm just guesstimating what will taste right. Um, Okay, now we're going to mix her up. Here's our glass. Do you think that bartenders all make funny faces when they're shaking, or do they just like look away from the people? Like, Like, I'm a professional. For me, I'm like okay, <laughs> that's good. You're supposed to hit it, hit it. <clears throat> Come on, get a get a real man. Oh no! Oh, fuck. Thank God, I was like, don't make me <laughs> take this to the next level. Um. I'm gonna strain it off with my little strainer. Pour it in. Lovely. Mm-hmm. I'll show you here shortly. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, I'm gonna add a couple cubes actually. I guess I really probably didn't even need to strain it, but don't want too many cubes in there and then now we're going to add our Canada dry cranberry ginger ale look at that color cinnamon stick and then let's add the orange ourselves a straw. I've just been keeping glass straws up in my studio lately and it's been very helpful. And paper towels. So here we have our cocktail. Now let me taste it and let me see if I can actually come up with a name for it this time. It's orangey. And I taste some of the like the cranberry and the ginger ale coming through. It's cinnamony. It's lovely. This is a very good cocktail. And what am I going to call it? orangey cinnamony (laughs) just just kidding um let me think about it it's very kind of like cozy it's still refreshing because like the bubbliness the carbonation from the ginger ale but it's warm it's like a warm refresh warm refreshing cocktail so maybe you can help me name it but what are we going to call it Let's call it, I don't know why my brain shuts off when I'm trying to come up with new ideas. I always have good ideas, but to me, it just looks, it looks like a, let's call it autumn sunset. (laughs) How creative, but that's kind of what it's giving me. You know what I mean? I like it. Autumn sunset, the recipe will be down below in the description box. If you're listening to this podcast, um, there is a video version on YouTube you need to check out. So you can not only see this recipe, but you can check out my cute outfit. (laughs) And um, also, like I said, I'll link Dixon's uh, info down below. It's also a really nice gift. If you just don't know what what the hell to get somebody, get them a bottle of liquor, man. Like that's (laughs) sort of customary for me, for a lot of my family members that host Christmas parties and things to get them kind of a nice bottle. These are super nice. And there's there's some pretty unique flavors as well. So you're not just stuck with straight gin or vodka, lots of different flavors. So check out their website, check them out and um, can't recommend them enough. Okay, so where did I leave off last time? I was rambling so long about all different things. Um, But now that we're not on the Halloween train anymore, we can kind of move on to some other things. Um, A couple things. So, two days ago, uh, or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. I went to the city for my wax up appointment. Now, for those of you that don't know, I am getting veneers. I've ground my teeth to a pulp. <laughs> I have the wear of like a 55 or 6 year old woman, according to my dentist. And uh, the look that I'm going for is uh, best fit for veneers. Now I was originally gonna do bonding. I wore Invisalign for almost 11 months to straighten my teeth first. Um, and this is what happens when you go to a, like a really good cosmetic dentist. They're not just gonna give you what you want and like make a quick buck she told me that she was like, and and I apologize for those that already know the story, but um, she was like, no, I'm not going to bond your teeth. I can't. Like you grind your teeth, you'll bust all the bonding off. No matter what, what we need to do is straighten out your bite um, until it's, you know, close to perfect, which it is now. Um, And, uh, and then we can move forward with the next step. So here's the orthodontist that we work with go get Invisalign's, wear them for 12 to 18 months. And lucky for me, it was under 12 months because I was like, 12 to 18 months? Like, I was going to the dentist to get my teeth bonded. I thought, stupidly, honestly, I was. I thought I would be able to like get in it a day and they would bond my teeth. Like I could just pay them money and they would do it. And then I'd have like a fresh look. <laughs> no, no. So I feel like there are probably some dentists you could go to that would do that, not me. So, uh, which I'm super, super thankful for because it's always like tedious when you're in the moment and it's like oh my god I have like another so I thought like potentially another year left of these like and Invisalign's even though they're better than braces in the sense that you can remove them you can eat food they're invisible excuse me they're invisible they don't really you can't see it on your teeth um you can a little bit but you know what I mean like you can get away with without people really really noticing that you have any type of like straightening going on straightening devices (laughs) whatever you want to call them um but uh, the only thing with braces is that braces are quicker so you could kind of bite the bullet and do braces and then get it over in six months or do invisalign which takes longer but it's a little bit more forgiving and especially as an adult (laughs) because when you're little, braces are the way to go. I'm not sure what the price difference is. Invisalign's were quite expensive for me. Um, My entire Invisalign journey, including everything, was around $8,000 Canadian um, to get to the point where I'm at. So now one thing is uh, I'm kind of off on like a random tangent, but the Invisalign's didn't quite work hundred percent for my bottom bite like my bottom teeth i have a little bit of a crossover on the bottom but i have to f- like fully admit that when they weren't straightening i was like i kind of don't really care if they're perfect like i don't i don't want my teeth to look like dentures you know what i mean like it's totally perfect um I mean, ideally, they want you to have the perfect bite. My bite is perfect. I just have a little crossover on the bottom. And so I went to my dentist and uh, we had revised the Invisalign's already once before because apparently the bottom ones are more difficult to move. Um, And that also didn't work again. But I told her, I told my cosmetic dentist, not the orthodontist, I said, it doesn't really bother me that I have a bit of a crossover on the bottom it just kind of makes my teeth look more natural and not like perfectly straight. So she was like, yeah, that's totally up to you. And I was like, it is up to me, isn't it? <laughs> Feeling like a kid, like I've done something wrong. Like uh, I've got a little, you know, when the dentist is going to be like, get out of my office. <laughs> Your bottom teeth aren't straight yet. Go another 12 months. It's kind of what I thought would happen <laughs> because it's almost like they take before and after photos, and maybe their after photos they want them to be perfect. They don't want to show like the after photos on their Instagram page if they're not perfect or something. But it's up to me if they even post my photos, uh, which I I'm not opposed to. For you to see my like befores and afters, I'm I'm going to be curious to know for sure if like like to see the difference, um, like right from the beginning before I even got my, my, um, my straightening done. So anyway, tangent over. Essentially now I went yesterday for my wax ups. Now I had no idea what to expect, but on the drive down there, I was looking it up and I was like, wow, you actually get to try on your teeth, but it's, it's a wax mold of what the veneer specialist has put together so they have basically uh a mold of your teeth and then they pour wax into the fresh mold that's going to go over top of your teeth (laughs) where the veneers will go and you actually get to try you get to see what your veneers are going to look like before there's anything permanent done to your teeth so Okay, let me just say this. If you've ever been through this process, you understand what I'm talking about. I didn't know what to expect because first of all, I had no idea what the wax-ups were until I was on the way to the dentist. And also I just watched a video of the process. No explanation. It was just like music over top of a video. So, (laughs) so anyway, she takes a mold off and then they pass you a mirror and I just like pulled the mirror up and I was like, oh my God. It was like... Okay, it was not at all what I was expecting. So yeah, I look at myself and I'm like, oh frick, (laughs) what is going on? But then she said, (laughs) dentist said to me, okay, this is purely for shape's sake. So hold the mirror like as far as your arm can go and look at the shape. So I was like, phew, because she says it's because they're wax-ups over top of your actual teeth. They will be completely flush when they are on, like when your actual veneers are on there, it's going to look like they grew right out on their own because this is like sitting on top of the tooth. And I was like, oh, so also we worked on the shape. So with wax ups, you're able to kind of have a look and then tweak it. And my dentist is such a pro she was like I said okay I kind of was thinking that this second tooth should be shorter and I want like a peak like I want not a vampire tooth but I want my canine to be pointy because that's actually how it was before I ground it completely off (laughs) so she was like okay yep no I agree that's fine let's do this so she shaved down the second tooth just because they're wax up so she just kind of like And it's like a really hard wax, by the way. It's not like waxy, like candle wax, like what you're thinking. Um, And then she added wax to my canine. And then it was like perfect. I was like, oh, okay. From a distance. Excuse me. And uh, sorry, (laughs) the carbonation is all... (laughs) I'm a human being, okay? I have to burp sometimes too. I know it's not sexy, but... No apologies for being a human being. So I... uh, She just did one tweak, like listen to what I was saying, and she did only one side so I could compare the other, like the, and see the difference that it made. And I was like, you did it (laughs) in like 15 minutes. It's amazing. And so they took another bunch of photos of both sides, um, and now sent the photos off to The veneer specialist who is going to make my temporaries. So, in one week from today, I get my temporaries put on. So, temporaries are what you wear for about two weeks while your actual veneers are being made, and there's still time to make adjustments. You can actually wear them in your mouth, they're not made of the um porcelain material so they they don't look as natural but it's a, just a general kind of how they will look how they feel so you could see like because the only thing that worries me a little bit is is i i really love the look of like kind of a peaked canine and i think i do because other family members that I have have this um i'm always attracted to people with a certain look of I don't know what it is if it's just like because I was meant to have it and I, I haven't had it for so many years that I don't remember what I even look like with it like I can look at childhood photos but it's like it's going to be very interesting but I'm worried because I am like I worry about my chewing if I'm going to be biting my lip or like knocking them against because I haven't had anything there for so long that I'm not worried about nighttime because I'm going to be wearing a guard at night so like uh kind of like a just a retainer essentially you like a thicker retainer so like to hold the shape and also protect my teeth because i no matter what i do i grinding is subconscious right so i'm not gonna be able to stop grinding so i'm gonna wear a basically retainer for my entire life so just remember if, if ever you see me in bed and i'm looking all sexy it's not really that sexy because i got my retainer in and i'm gonna have quite the lisp <sighs> Anyway, Uh, so I'm not worried about grinding it off. It's just more in the daytime when I'm talking, eating, making the face that I'm used to making. But I can't anymore because I have vampire teeth. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to keep you guys involved, though, like with the process and keep talking about it. And um, you're going to see quite a difference, too. I've been whitening my teeth uh, almost daily. I have sensitivity because I have ground my teeth. I have a lot of like exposed nerves so whitening for me is a little bit more difficult to do on a daily basis with the whitening uh, regimen that they gave me it's more it's like a quite high peroxide count I can really notice a difference though like from the 20 times that I've whitened my teeth from which I didn't really realize that I could even whiten my teeth that much I don't know I've just used over-the-counter stuff before like crest like The little paintbrush, the white out brush you use to put on your teeth or the white strips. I could never use those because my sensitivity is crazy. But um, I've been using this new Sensodyne repair and protect I think it's called. um, Which is a game changer because the first time I ever tried whitening my teeth with this high peroxide stuff I got from the dentist the electric shock that happened to my teeth like okay I'm somebody who doesn't really read the directions before they start putting something together I'm gonna admit it it's a fault of mine when I got home I was excited about whitening my teeth whitening my teeth with something like a bit more professional so just did it I didn't listen and brush my teeth first with this Sensodyne toothpaste because I'm like what kind of difference is this gonna make literally so you're supposed to wear it for 30 minutes at a time about two minutes in I started to feel like pain and sensitivity and I was like okay well I can it was manageable and then around three and a half minutes I felt this like it felt like my tooth had been pulled out (laughs) it was such like a shocking literally like electric shock feeling so obviously a nerve got triggered and just was like and tooth pain is a different kind of pain I don't know if you've ever had a toothache or dental pain it is like the ultimate. It's one of the worst kinds of pain, besides maybe ripping slowly a fingernail off that I can compare it to, which I've done. <laughs> Never slowly, but anyway. So I've been whitening, what was my point? Essentially, I've been whitening my teeth in, <laughs> in anticipation for my uh, veneers because my veneers are going to be whiter than my teeth are now and actually when they compared what the color of my teeth now to what they will be I couldn't even notice that much of a difference which I'm happy about because I'm like the last thing I want are like hi and like like white teeth to the point where you're like holy shit because I know a couple people that have gotten veneers they've gotten them done in Mexico or whatever that are very white and they actually like turned out pretty decent because you get used to it like it's just initially it's like holy shit like (laughs) that's not natural you know like there's these stupid commercials i'll never forget it's called the tissue test like how white are your teeth oh, I don't know, maybe pretty white. Why don't you do the tissue test? And they're like, what's the tissue test? And they hold up like a white Kleenex, like a tissue to their teeth. And they're like, oh, I guess my teeth aren't white enough at all. And then they go and it's like a Crest White Strips commercial. And I'm like, you idiots. (laughs) Like, why are you trying to convince people that their teeth need to be paper white like that doesn't make any sense it's not natural like teeth aren't that white so like it's just such a marketing scam (sighs) still anyway um but i've seen people with like tissue white teeth and i'm like yeah that's not that's not what it should be so that was one of my fears um but like the veneer specialist has like a little rolodex of teeth that pop out and all different shades from like really yellow to really white and he's like, okay, here. Yeah, I think this color would be good for you. And I'm like, let me decide what my color is going to be. But truly, he nailed it. Like, honestly, he got, I don't know. I'm just so pleased with how things have gone so far. And I'm just, I can't believe that I'm so close to the end result. Uh, and I'm excited. So I'm just saying, this is going to be the last podcast where you're going to be watching me with my natural teeth. So have a good (laughs) luck. No, it's gonna be great. And I've waited for so long and it's just around the corner. I sound like I'm getting emotional, but I'm just trying to suppress burps. (laughs) All right, oh my God. Am I gonna have enough time to start talking about Spain? Okay. I went to Spain and uh, the only, I've been all over Europe. And when I say all over, I mean literally besides like the northern countries like Norway, Sweden have not been up there yet. Uh, even though I have DNA from that region, those regions, those countries, um, I've been pretty much everywhere else, even into Bosnia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, um, Croatia, all over Cro- Croatia, but haven't really gone from, farther east than bosnia anyway but i've been everywhere (laughs) pretty much besides ireland scotland yes ireland no uk only stopped over so i still have like a few more like i've got my map i've got my map it's gonna happen but spain i'd officially been to spain before but it was tenerife which is part of the canary islands so not mainland spain so i was like have a friend or a few friends, Dutch friends, that like to travel to the certain region of Spain for vacation. For them, it's like a two-hour flight. It's ridiculous. So they invited me and my cameraman to go and hang out with them while they're in their villa. So I did some research and found a villa very nearby. They had a few bedrooms, but I was like, no... You'll have your space. We'll have our space. And then, you know, we'll just kind of be close enough that we can scooter to each other's house. (laughs) So that's just what we did. So um, we flew into Barcelona, spent two nights in Barcelona. I really needed to have the time to kind of get over a bit of jet lag, get some good sleep, rest, and also see a bit of Barcelona because there were some, you know, real landmarks there that I wanted to check out, which I did. Amazing. And one thing that i wasn't like i didn't and it's it's my fault maybe but there are some signature dishes uh spanish dishes that i heard to give a shot because i'd watched so many youtube videos about where to eat what to eat what what is this what is that (laughs) so one of them was um their rice dishes are like delicious uh and so i was like oh i can't wait but what my idea of delicious rice is literally like chicken fried rice, like Chinese chicken fried rice, kind of oily, dry, flavorful. Well, the rice that I was getting over there like multiple times was quite mushy and soupy, not like, I don't know what I'm, what I thought it would be from what the photos looked like. So a couple times we were sitting down eating tapas, ordering drinks and, and, um, it was just a bit, like, different to navigate what I liked and what I didn't and what my expect- expectations were compared to maybe other dishes that I'd be used to and kind of... So I realized I didn't really like this, the rice dishes there. I was like, oh, which is disappointing because I was so looking forward to that. And I know every place does it differently, but I just am not into, like, mushy, soupy. And and maybe the places that I went to and ate at uh, were... It was not how it should have been made or, you know, so I'm not, like dissing all of the rice in spain but um so that was a bit different uh and but walking around at night and especially in barcelona there's like little markets happening like restaurants don't open till like 8 30 p.m (laughs) so like there's like this this time i think between two and four o'clock most businesses kind of shut down during that time, some stay open, some restaurants stay open. And then like people go for coffee and stuff. But a lot of businesses close down for like a siesta, they kind of have a rest time during the day, and then they reopen. And uh, it's almost like because they have like this two hour nap in the day, they don't even start thinking about dinner till after eight o'clock, maybe nine o'clock. And, uh, and I was just shocked to find out that a lot of restaurants don't even open till this time, like around 8.30pm. And, uh, and for me, I'm, I don't, like, it doesn't bother me. I don't love eating super late, but if you're going to be eating late, you're going to be staying up late. And because we were jet-lagged anyway, (laughs) it worked out perfectly. Uh, But Barcelona, love that city, made the mistake of renting a car at the airport and driving into the center of Barcelona. Crazy. And there's construction and it's insane. And uh, we had to park, like, I don't know, a kilometer away from our hotel. That's such bullshit. It was a lot closer. It was maybe, like, a 10-minute walk from the parkade to the hotel but I had a suitcase and a carry-on and I luckily I will say it wasn't like cobblestone streets even though it's old Barcelona it's all redone with like kind of like nice granite and I don't know marble but it was smooth <laughs> so that helped and I had a rolling suitcase it wasn't like I had to lug it which is good because it was like 26 kilos <laughs> Just my one bag, but anyway. Ooh. Okay, the cinnamon is like the cinnamon stick has released some of its spice. <laughs> um what else about Barcelona? Yeah, driving is insane, but there's so much construction happening right now, and maybe it is all the time, that a lot of the streets are closed down, so you can't even get to certain places. (laughs) So anyway, we made it to our hotel. Such a cute hotel um very boutique and that's what I kind of search for is boutique hotels and I don't know if you'd find anything different downtown Barcelona anyway besides like little old buildings that have been transformed into hotels there was a rooftop pool rooftop bar lovely area you could order food and tapas and then you know it's funny the pool was full of kids so there was probably six or seven kids in the pool but I have to say like my childhood in a swimming pool, like going to the pool in our town, going to the lake. Mom and dad always took us like to the wave pool or somewhere. And it just, it doesn't bother, like kids screaming and playing doesn't bother me at all. When I hear like kids playing in water and it just reminds me of my childhood and brings me like comfort. And I, like a summer or a vacation without kids kind of screaming or playing in the background it it does add something to me and maybe that's just my like maybe that's just me but um anyway so this pool was so funny they were having so much fun and the odd time because I was laying like lounging right next to the pool you get this just big old splash (laughs) and it wasn't that hot like it was the sun was out but i was under an umbrella and i should have just been like in the sun but uh the odd time yeah i got a little spritz and i was like woo it may be, if it didn't happen it wouldn't have been sad but i loved the sound and the noise and the happiness and just the loveliness of the kitties playing in the pool then day three heading out of barcelona to alicante and alicante is a a region in spain it's not quite southern spain but it's heading down there so it's about five hours south of barcelona on the coast the drive was amazing um and we got to a rental and holy shit i've never seen been in stayed in a nicer place in my entire life The, the company was so thorough with communication, making sure that you had all the instructions to get in, out, blah, blah, blah. So that was lovely that it was such a, it was so well organized and the place, I just couldn't really believe that it was actually the right place. I mean, I knew it was because I just could feel that that, like the photos, I knew we were in the right spot, but I'm like. I just couldn't get over the serenity of it the privacy like even though you're in Alicante it's very very busy and it's like villa 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 but every place has like walls and if you follow me on Patreon or OnlyFans you'll find you'll see some of these photos of just me lounging maybe wearing a little bit next to nothing (laughs) in this incredible setting and I was like If I would have known that it was gonna be that good, like I would have done a bit more planning for photos or just, you know, like even do a podcast from there. It was just so incredible. There was the ocean here. There was all these other villas over here, but every, like the way that it was, it's kind of on this hill. So we were kind of at the peak of this hill and then nobody was above us. Everybody was below us. So like literally lounged around naked the whole time. And this is, you know, I've talked about this before. I live in a place where that's very private. Nobody comes up here and nobody, well, besides my friends early, but they, like, I don't have neighbors. I don't have anybody around me. Um, I can just run around naked. Like if I had to run out to the car with nothing on because I forgot my outfit in there or something, nobody's going to see me. Like, I'm not worried about it. So it was very similar vibes. Privacy, privacy, privacy. And, um, man. It was just such a really, like, I don't know. The experience was incredible. And one night I was like, I'm going to get into like some other details because there was like some unpleasant things too that happened, which was, let me just get to that part actually. Um, I literally got like norovirus. So the day that we checked in, to our place and like in awe about everything got some groceries from like a little grocery store that was nearby later that evening we were meeting with our Dutch friends that had their villa that was close to us so we go over there they're barbecuing met a few new people saw some lovely friends had some wine and we're just kind of lounging and kind of like picking away I, I made a salad we're all having a good time hanging out drinking but not like excessively Around, I'd say, midnight I started to not feel so great and I was like, oh fuck I drank too much. Like it felt kind of like hangover or like, you know, pukies from just having had too much to drink because somebody brought Kirschwasser? Kirschwasser? Cherry liqueur or liquor and it's literally not sweet at all. It's it's like tastes like moonshine. Um, this is actually making me a little bit itchy. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I've got some weird itchies happening here. Um, so, and there was six of us all together. The whole bottle, I don't know where the hell it went. We all drank too much of it. And you know, when you're shooting it, it's like, you could almost breathe fire. It's so, anyway, so we, we had that. And, um, but then I was also having some like rosé. Everybody else was drinking beer and everything else. And I was like, oh. I just, and I'm like, I'm jet-lagged probably, and I'm just not feeling like that great. So I go to the bathroom, and never in my entire life has this ever happened to me where I've been at a party or at somebody else's house and puked, ever. I've been to lots of parties. I've always been very much in control of myself, and I wasn't out of control drunk at all. So I just go in the bathroom, and I do a little pukey-puke. <laughs> and But as soon as I puke, I feel like a million bucks, which does happen after you barf. You feel good, right? Well, I go back out. I'm like, yeah, I told my cameraman, I'm like, I just had a little bit of a, like, I just kind of barfed, but I think I'll be okay. And we hadn't even eaten the main course yet. It's after midnight. So there's, they're barbecuing steaks. And, and I was thinking to myself, because you know when you barf once, it's gonna, the next one's just around the corner. So you feel good for maybe like, maybe 10 minutes and then it starts to come back. That didn't happen. Legitimately, I started to feel great. And then they made steaks. I was eating steak and we were having like, what else was there? There was like potatoes and other things. (laughs) Went until four in the morning. Felt great. Go to bed. Next morning, I wake up and um, it's probably like seven in the morning, Spain time, which would be about 1 p.m. Canada time. (laughs) Anyway, I get up. And I'm walking towards the bathroom, but I feel super not like steady on my feet. I'm like, oh my God, am I still drunk? Like I kept like hating myself for what I've done to myself, but I felt great the other night, like the night before, everything was fine. We had a great time, made it back, like scootered back to our villa. Like it was fine. Like no, not in any way was I out of control. And to be honest, around this particular group of friends, I don't get out of control like and I to be honest very rare will I unless I'm with some like really 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 close people and we all get a little bit whatever but this was I was you know so I was like oh god like I didn't think that it was that crazy of a night walking to the bathroom and as I'm walking into the bathroom I start to like feel it coming and like projectile out so I was like oh that's different (laughs) <laughs> that feels different because when you're hungover and you know you have like a couple moments in the sink, like maybe heaving before you puke. This was like I was just walking towards the toilet and it just came out like it came out forcefully, and half of it went on the floor, half of it went in the toilet. And I was like, holy shit! But I just thought maybe my stomach was still full. I don't know. I just kept blaming myself, blaming myself. I'm like I'm so hungover. So throughout the day not doing good blaming it on a hangover i just you know combination of things this this, this finally i'm like this isn't right i've never and it was about 5 p.m i missed a dinner my cameraman went i didn't i stayed back and i'm like all about going out for dinner especially in spain with my friends and i was like really devastated that i couldn't but i couldn't go because i was still sick 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., still puking like at least twice an hour. And I was like, frick, like, what is it? So in my mind, it's the worst hangover I've ever had. Well, what do you know? At about one in the morning, my cameraman (coughs) in the other bathroom across the hall, (coughs) I was like, (gasps) freaking knew it. It was not (laughs) my hangover. I didn't do it to myself. It was freaking norovirus. (laughs) So, okay. It's not funny because the next night we had another dinner to go to that was involving lots more people. And because my cameraman was in such a really bad spot I did stay and look after him, but it was just kind of like, <laughs> I told you it wasn't hot. Like, cause I, like I said, I kept convincing myself that it was something that I did. And like, what did I, you know, thinking, is it something that I ate or, it was definitely like the stomach flu. Randomly, maybe caught it on the plane or whatever. Yeah, so we both got it. And then, but it was, I was so thankful that we had a beautiful pool. So they, the first day, like when I was sick, I was hanging out, I was laying in the sun, laying in the shade, going in the pool, drying off in the sun, laying in the shade, the cold water of the pool. Cause the pool was not actually like even heated. didn't need to be, but it was like cold. It was not like a, it was probably like 75. <laughs> I don't actually know. I just said that I'm Canadian. I don't know what Fahrenheit means. Um, Anyway, it was not not very warm, Uh, but it was so good because, you know, sometimes when you get sick to the stomach, you want to just lay on a cold floor. (laughs) That's what I had the cold water. I could just swim underneath, like literally come back up and then go and lay in the sun. And like I said, move into the under the umbrella. And then I, in fact, moved to one of my beds underneath all the foliage and like i said if you look at photos on my patreon only fans you'll, you can see where i moved my bed to underneath all like the palms and stuff and it was so beautiful but so i still like it was the best norovirus i've ever had <laughs> because of where i was and um but it was like and the next day i was still a little bit drained but i felt okay and then anyway it was luckily we had booked this for four days like to stay there for four days we got to hang out with our friends they gave us tours and we just sort of navigated around our couple days of feeling shitty because if we had planned to travel drive because we rented a car wouldn't have been able to do it we would have had to like go somewhere else stay somewhere for a couple days because it was just like and shit happens when you travel that's definitely the truth um nothing's ever perfect but that's only the beginning of my Spain story. Actually, that's, that's actually quite a bit of it. <laughs> because afterward, we um, said goodbye to our friends, which was sad. But then um, we were going to go to Ibiza, Ibiza, which is an island just off of where we were staying. Um, the ferry left from the town we were staying. Actually, it's called uh Benissa is the town like the the region and we were in alicante and then there was another place i can't remember the name of it but um there was a ferry that left from there to uh ibiza but it's it was so expensive like insanely expensive because we had a vehicle so we we wanted to take our car with us when we went over there and um, i've always wanted to go to ibiza but because alicante is so busy I just wanted to go into some smaller towns and like experience some authentic Spain and not be like in the party region. And like Alicante, like I said, is just people everywhere, which is amazing. Cause I love that I'm such, from such a small town. I'm not used to that. But then I was like, we're only here for 11 days. Ibiza is going to be crazy. It'd be fun. Party city, like really fun. But I think we kind of were just more after some smaller towns, some more authentic foods, some like more quiet. And so in order to get that in Spain, you have to kind of like leave the coast and go inland. So I'm at about an hour, excuse me now. So I'm going to wait for my inland stories for the next episode. Um And yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to wait. It's been super fun. Thank you to Dixon's distillery for this beautiful bottle, Um, down below in the description. Like I said, you can find the link to their website and also the recipe for my, what did I call it again? (laughs) Something sunset, evening sunset. (laughs) Anyway, I'll remember when I review this video, (laughs) that recipe will, will be down below as well. And, um, yes. I'll be back for episode 112. And I can't believe we're getting into the holiday season. I know that there's still Thanksgiving. I think American Thanksgiving's coming up. Um, our Thanksgiving's over. Um, if you didn't know, Canadian and American Thanksgiving are completely different dates. So you guys still have to celebrate yours. And then officially after Thanksgiving, I think Remembrance Day. Um, we can start pulling out the decor. I do have some like, some things I have to film before Christmas, before Christmas. Anyway, you'll just subscribe to my channel so you kind of can see what I'm talking about <laughs> because a little bit all over the place, but most of the time I have my shit together. But well, everyone, that concludes episode 111 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders and I will be back with another video. So make sure you subscribe and uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.